Monte Carlo, thank you so much for coming on the Other People podcast. Let's see uh, the reason why you're here. Puerto Rican, radio host. Puerto com- Rican. Comedian, master chef, yeah. author, activist, writer, producer, oh. mom of danger. What do we miss? My God, are you guys serious right now? That's <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> what do we miss? Do we miss anything? Um, uh, uh, single. <laughs> single single uh what's because the birthday people, what's the... people invite me to go hiking like i'm not doing that on a first date That's, <laughs> no this is the other people podcast with paula hathaway and ray reed i i really I, that's really sweet that you guys sat there and list it's really sweet that you guys sat there and listed all the things i've never done that before i guess it is a lot of things it's pretty impressive thank you it's yeah and and I you wear mean, many hats it's, it's what happens when you don't go to college exactly <laughs> dude i love that that's that's what we're here for is is people that didn't didn't do it the conventional way you know you didn't go oh you didn't go to college but you hustled and you made it yeah, that's, that's everything. That's actually the goal of this is we're trying to build an, an anthology for people who maybe it didn't work. Like I, when I was in high school, I had a teacher that when everyone was, uh, you know, applying for colleges and whatnot, looked at me directly and was like, and some of you will not go to college. <laughs> that's okay. And I took that as like, oh, that's a call to action. She's actually like pushing me to go to college. That's what she means. And it was painful and I, I dropped out like I don't know how many times and I saw her maybe like oh. five three years ago <laughs> three years ago and she's like Ray how are you doing I'm like well you know I'm actually doing well blah 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 I've, you know partner in my own business and, and she's like that's so great she's like tell me you did not go to school and I'm like what no no I tried and she's like I told you not to and I'm like I didn't know that you had to be more clear I have ADHD like I thought you oh, were just trying amazing. to push me yeah she's like no it would have killed you and I'm like it did it really did oh. But, you know, we all get there. What is that yeah. called? Reverse psychology? You thought she was pulling the, uh, the rev- or was it a, a guy? Was, no, it was, yeah. It was, it was I feel she, like it was Miss, a, a woman. Miss mm-hmm. Lucky. Yeah. She's, because she's, women my, are she's amazing. my idol. Miss she's Lucky. my idol. She's <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you organize all that? How do you yeah. do it all with that many things that you have going on? How do you, well, how do you not lose your mind and keep it all together? Well, I mean, I... I don't do comedy anymore and I'm not on the radio anymore. So that, that helps. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I started out as a, as a radio uh, morning show host many, many years ago. You guys were probably still like in elementary school. We're older um, than you think we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look great. Um, I just don't want to tell uh, you, but we're older than you think we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm white, but I have Mexican hair, so it stays dark <laughs> into my late ages. So Very good. nice. I'm not that white. But you got to love that Mexican hair, yes. Mm-hmm. saving me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I started as a morning show host, and, uh, and then I started doing comedy. Um, and I was in Seattle uh, hosting uh, an all-female morning show, which it was 2007 and it was the first time that two women had had a morning show together. Okay. Is that ridiculous? Anyway. Um, and things were amazing. I had gotten married uh, to the love of my life and, you know, 
sometimes things fall apart and they did for me. Um, so I, I had to leave my gig. Um, my kid got MRSA. I got divorced. I mean, it was crazy. And, um, you know, I, I hit rock bottom. I literally didn't have two pennies to rub together. I sold all my furniture, all my clothes, everything just to make ends meet. Um, but you know, even though it was like a really crazy situation, hitting rock bottom is the only reason that I do what I do now, you know? So ultimately it was a gift, you know? And that's how, uh, and now what I do is, is just, uh, I write, I'm a food writer. Um, I am uh, I'm the senior food editor for BudgetBites.com, which is an awesome site because, you know, I, I came up really poor and I've had hard times as a mom as well. So it's important to me that uh, people know that they can put a dignified, amazing meal on the table for not a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about that, actually. Uh, tell the- me. The hitting rock bottom, but bottom part. I mean, like, so I was raised by a single mom that had four or five jobs, and there were five of us kids, and uh, and I try to explain to people if I if I talk over you, I'm not mansplaining, I'm momsplaining because I learned it from my mother. <laughs> She's actually watching the kids over there. But, <laughs> momsplaining. Um, I call it momsplaining. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. There's no like ego here. It's just this is how I learned. But anyways, uh, she you know, we were, we were really, really poor. And, and I went through a phase where I was doing really well. And, uh, the relationship that I was in like crumbled and had to file for bankruptcy, you know, and when you have a kid and things are super scary and you're worrying about, you know, a house for them and feeding them and, and like all these things, like to be able to still go, you know what, I believe in what I'm doing so much and I'm going to like, I'm going to make this work. Uh, does it make, like having been there, does that make it easy for you to go, oh, I'm going to try that and I'm going to succeed at that. You know, like uh, I'm going to write a oh, book. Oh, no, no. I mean, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was scared to death. Are you kidding? I, I didn't know. I'd done radio and comedy my entire life and now uh, I couldn't get a job in radio. Uh, and I wasn't making any money doing comedy because I would have to take my kid with me. I, I used to have to go on stage with Danger. He's two years old, okay? Mm. And I would have to take him on stage with me because I couldn't afford a nanny because the nanny would cost more than they were paying me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to kill it. Um, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and then I remembered when I had first started broadcasting school on my first day of broadcasting school they asked you know what is it that you want to do and I wanted to get paid to to eat like Emerald (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I want to travel and eat like Emerald Mm -hmm. Um, you know and I want to you know have that kind of a show like a food network show um you know, and then I, I started doing radio and I fell in love with radio because TV was too hardcore for me at the time. You know, like you can do radio in your PJs and that was a love ass. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. all about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had been many, many years since I had said that. I mean, it had been like almost 15, 16, 17 years. And I thought, well, I mean, um, <laughs> I got nothing left to lose. I might as well yeah. just try right yeah and I was just trying to teach myself how to cook I I really didn't 
wasn't thinking I was going to try out for a reality show or anything like that. I was just learning how to cook. And my roommate was like, okay, you cook amazing. And uh, if you cook for me, I'll fix stuff around the house. So that's how I got started. And I would make these, um, <laughs> these angry little apple pies uh, because <laughs> when you, when you're on WIC, right. When you're on WIC, they give you like these coupons for the farmer's market. And at that point in my life, I didn't know that much about produce. And I, I didn't, I was like, I don't understand what all these things are. I'm just going to go for some apples, you know, and I would have all these apples and I would just, I'd sit danger in the kitchen in his high chair and, um, uh, I'd chop apples and pretend they were my ex-husband's face, um, <laughs> which which left me with a lot of apples because two-year-olds don't yeah. eat a lot of apples. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started making pies. And that pie was actually the reason my whole life changed, was that pie. And that's what my whole book is about. That's so cool. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I did read a little bit on that, and I, I thought it was really interesting that that was what it was that got you on master chef i think that's like so cool i was bananas i i'd never even seen the show i i didn't i knew i barely knew who gordon ramsay was i i just knew that every time um i had seen him he was like surrounded by fire <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like yeah. that's all i know um and i didn't know the names of the other judges i you know i I was completely unprepared for that audition, but, um, but like, I mean, amazing, I, you, go ahead. You didn't need, you didn't go to culinary school. Like you are school of Monte Carlo. Yeah. And, <laughs> Knox, babe. Um, yeah, I, uh, no, I mean, I, I was facing homelessness with danger. I had moved to LA. I'd sold everything and moved to LA for a gig and then the gig didn't pan out. Um, so I was running out of savings. I was down to like my last $50 and, um, I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet. Um, my upstairs neighbor was a camera guy for reality TV. And, and he was like, if you try out for a reality show and you make it on camera, they have to give you $50. They have to. And for me at that time, that was like a week's worth of food. You know, I was living on a $10 yeah. a day food budget which included Pampers. So it wasn't that much food. Um, and uh, so I, we, we looked on this website. It was like midnight. We were looking on this website and it was like beauty pageant, beauty pageant, beauty pageant, beauty pageant. And then this one audition, which was taking place the next day, like eight hours, you know, at, at like 9 a.m. Um, for MasterChef. And it said you had to bring a dish. And I didn't have any food in the house, but I had these angry little apple pies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I brought to the audition in a diaper box because I am Damn. the classiest person you've ever met. <laughs> I love that so much. That is amazing that's for awesome. sure. Wow. That is cool. Thank you. I actually did look at your recipe for that. So I really I want to make your uh, your crust for um, for Thanksgiving for an apple pie. I was like, oh, nice. Are you going to try? Are so you gonna cool. Are you going to do the one on my on my site or are you going to do the one on Budget Bites? Because the Budget Bites one is super easy. It's the three ingredient, right? Yeah, it's the three, the three ingredient. The three yes. Ingredient. Yes. I want to yeah, do that one. The one on my website is like insane. But that's like yeah, I can't know, do that. one that you do for that's like the marrying pie, like marry me pie. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. I'm not quite there yet. I'm at the three ingredients. <laughs> is it, like one of them has to rest on a window. Like 
Uh, that's the is that the marry me pie? Is, yeah, marry me pie has land and property around it. Right. My goodness, I love it. Thank <laughs> you for making it. I I'm, make sure to freeze your butter. It's very important. Okay. Freeze Don't the butter. Good to know. Okay. Freeze Do you the like butter. baking or cooking? It's all about cold. Cold butter. Mm-hmm. Do you like baking or cooking more? Um, I I I have a sweet tooth. My sweet tooth is so large it, it rides shotgun. Do you know what I mean? It's like I love dessert. I love all things sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. And so yeah, I love to bake. I mean, savory is great too, but I love to bake and I love sweets, but not too sweet. Do you know what I mean? Like I just did a, a panna cotta. In Vancouver, Washington, that was a... I saw that. How many good, people? 600 people, bro. Holy <laughs> It's a lot of panna Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, but it was a toasted coconut panna cotta. And so uh, I really wanted it to not be sweet. I wanted it to taste like you had just cracked open a coconut, you know, but you mm-hmm. don't have to go through all the nastiness. And so I... I I steeped toasted coconut for so long in just a few spices, and uh, and then I used the creams and the milks, and um, mm. and I made the panna cotta with it, with a, a black pepper, dark chocolate syrup. Wow. So black pepper and coconut play off Wait, each yeah. other, and then I finished it off with a, a touch of salt, maldon, like the flaky mm. salt, um, and it was bomb. It wasn't too sweet. Um, it was creamy and luscious, and then like the black pepper would hit you at the end. Dang, it was good. I put we're my actually, foot in. We're gonna I change mean, the I don't format. Cook, just but describe more. Holy food. crap! Black pepper. <laughs> I would never even think that that would be a thing in that, but I could see how wonderful that would be. Yeah. Dang. Oh, it's so good. You should try it. It's literally all you need is um, a bar of dark chocolate, um, a can of cream of coconut, and just some fresh ground black pepper, and you can. You know, melt them together and, and mix them together, and um, it's insanely good. It sounds like something I want to put in my coffee. Yum. Well, I did see one on Island Girl Cooks, and it was it was the coconut dark chocolate syrup. Is that similar? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's exactly it, but with black pepper in it. Oh, my God. I just want to so eat all your desserts. <laughs> Tell us more about foods. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I have a sweet tooth too. So I was like deep diving and I was like, damn, this all looks so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, there was like a vanilla pudding I think I saw. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for all that stuff. So There was a while ago because I I started following you, I think like a year ago. It was a plantain burger, like a burger with plantains on it. Oh, yeah. My, um, yeah, I do like a sweet plantain. So we have in in Puerto Rico, we have... um, uh, a mince beef that we make um, called picadillo, and it's with ground beef, but it also has um, capers and olives and raisins and prunes, which sound bananas, but it's so delicious. Yum. And so it's, it's like all about salty. in Puerto Rico. That's exactly it. In Puerto Rico, it's all about you know sweet and savory, and and, and playing those two together. It's not about yeah. heat. Um, so. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I made a, a burger patty out of it, and then topped it off with um, sweet fried plantains, which is my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah, yeah on a brioche, it was so good. Yeah, awesome. I'm hungry eating, now. I've been, I've been <laughs> eating plantain chips like crazy right now. They're like my favorite thing. Wait, are you doing the the savory ones or the sweet ones? 
Oh, I've got uh, the they're like regular salted ones, and then there's yeah. these. Um, they did it with like uh, chipotle seasoning, and I'm dying. Oh. They're so good. It's like a replacement for Doritos. Not that I okay. I don't think I've eaten Doritos in a while, but yeah. I would imagine. But it's really, can you really good open a bag of plantain chips and not eat the entire thing? Because I can't do it. Oh, it's a, no, like, no. I, like, if I, I open I it, know. it's out. It's like crack. I can't do that with chips, anyways. <laughs> I was, I was a chubby kid. Well, I'm a chubby adult, <laughs> but I was a really chubby kid. And I remember one time, like, I, I think it was like my family was recording something else. And it was just me in the background and a bag of chips, like just dead eye in it. And I was like, man. Nice. That's when it started. Anyway, sorry. Enough Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, th- uh, let's talk about this. Like, you, So you're from Puerto Rico and growing up, but also, I, I mean, obviously, like, I, I think it's something that we want to mention. And then, uh, and I know that you know of some, some people raising money for families in Puerto Rico right now. Like it's the, it's devastating. I was watching videos this morning and on the news and it's just, I can't, I can't. And that storm just keeps going north. Like the, there's people in Nova Scotia right now that are, that are like underwater. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Um, um, the Philippines is getting hit with a typhoon as well. It's it's really scary. Um, all of the the disasters that are obviously you know exacerbated. Is that a word? <laughs> um, yes. By global warming. Um, when Puerto Rico, uh, you know, we we got hit with Maria like five years ago, almost on the exact anniversary, actually. Um, and the island was still trying to recover from that um, yeah. because we didn't get much help from the government and from the administration that was uh, in place at that time. And, yeah. um, you know, there were still traffic lights out. There were still bridges that were all messed up. There was still all sorts of stuff going on. But, you know, what's great about being Puerto Rican and being Boricua is that, you know, we help each other. And so like the, the towns get together, the chefs get together, every, everyone helps each other, you know, and uh, to overcome because we know that that help isn't coming from the government, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had all these earthquakes. Uh, and then on the fifth anniversary of Maria, Fiona hit. Um, and so what's going on right now is, um, you know, the electricity, the electric grid in Puerto Rico is very old and it's all sorts of messed up and um, it needs to be replaced. But the companies that have been hired to fix it aren't doing their job. So even though there weren't super strong winds with Fiona, uh, everything in Puerto Rico was knocked out. Like the whole island was blackout, if you know what I mean. Um, And then with these uh, torrential downpours, so many people got flooded out of their homes, have lost everything. It's been really um, awful when you think about uh, all the stories that are coming out of the island. I don't know how much attention you've been paying, but a lot of the victims of Hurricane Fiona are elderly people who couldn't evacuate because they're immobile because, you know, they had they have kidney dialysis machines that they need Mm -hmm. to be connected to and it's just really sad you know and um you just got to do what you got to do i mean you gotta you know do what you can to help right so yeah um 
yeah, sorry. It's, it's crazy. No, it's no, but it's like, it's, and it's like, to me as an American, it's like, it's offensive to think of like, just how, how our government treats you know, territories. And, and that's in quotes, you know, like, like how is, how is Puerto Rico not like, such a part where like and, and i know you know the state of new york i hear they're sending they're they're sending like state police but i don't know you know what that helps like <laughs> but it's like i know that that people are sending stuff but it's not like this is it's america you know like yeah. like it's it, I mean, most are, people don't are, don't understand that i mean a lot of people you know it has a lot to do with education as well most people don't know that puerto rico is yeah part of the U.S. I've had people ask me if it snows in Puerto Rico. I went to a bank to cash a check from Puerto Rico and the teller told me that they don't carry Puerto Rican currency. The teller broke. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, wow, it's scary. You know, there's a lot of um, lack of education when it comes to the island. There's a lot of lack of education as to the history of the island. A lot of people don't realize that um, the United States invaded our island that you know that we are a colony that america is you know colonists <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, they're yeah, colonists colonial. so um yeah. and we don't really um get the kind of financial help that we need we just don't mm-hmm. um but the government does offer a lot of financial breaks to people from the mainland. And so what's happening right now is, you know, really wealthy Americans are moving to Puerto Rico and, you know, they're kicking older people out of their homes. Um, The banks are and foreclosing on the home and then selling it to the rich Americans for, you know, 200,000, $300,000, $400,000. And these, you know, people that have been in their homes 30, 40, 50 years who are 80 years old or yeah. 70 years old have nowhere to go. So it's a huge it's like, um, yeah. issue right now on the island with Act 22, which is the legislation that um, is, is giving tax breaks to the rich and yeah. really hurting the people of Puerto Rico because you, they can't afford housing anymore. Or if they can't afford it, it isn't being sold to them because uh, real estate agents would rather sell to someone mm-hmm. from the mainland um, because they know they're going to make more money off the property. <sighs> so sad. It's it's disturbing. It, it, I I used to work for uh, one of the larger banks like as a first job, and it was like it was just. Uh, it was so soul crushing to like just see and this was like in subprime like before the the crash it it was like the predatory aspect of it like I think I was making like $28,000 and these people would just be like oh we could put you in an adjustable rate and you could you know in like three years you're you'll be able to refi and then you won't go broke and 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 lose your home and foreclose and it's just everything at the at for the sake of the economy you know or like for money and it's just it's it's sad and it's disturbing I don't know. you know I, i'm you know people. i'm not saying don't make money make all the money you want yeah. do you know what i mean but don't don't kick people out of their homes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know have yeah, some same. decency do you know what i mean yeah. i mean if if you are making money off of us um then you should be there to help us when things happen, you know, when disaster strikes. 
which because of climate change is, you know, going to happen very often. Yeah, that's true. On a lighter note, no, I'm kidding. On a lighter note. <sighs> but let's, yeah, uh, it's, it's really bad. But yeah, I'm doing a fundraiser in Chicago. It's really cool. Um, there's a, a lot of incredible chefs in Chicago, obviously one of the, the great uh, cities in this country when it comes to culinary and, and culinary talent. And there's a, over a dozen chefs that have gotten together, um, including Art Smith, who was Oprah's chef. Uh, and they're doing a fundraiser for Puerto Rico um, through a group called uh, Chicago Chefs Cook. And I mean, they, they, they raise like hundred thousands of dollars. Of, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they don't fuss around. Like they're going to raise some money. So I'm excited to be a part of it and have to be asked to be a part of it and to hopefully raise some money for the island um, and World Central Kitchen, um, who, you know, is on the ground right now and feeding people and, and giving them water because there is no potable water. Um, and, you know, there's very little access to food. Yeah, I did read a lot about that. Uh, it's devastating because it they never even fully recovered from Maria, so it, and didn't get fully yeah. like any full help from that. So it's like now you get a whole other one, and yeah, it's just devastating to read about everything. It actually made me cry. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It, it is crazy, but hopefully, you know, the story gets out right. Like I think the more we yeah. talk about it, you know, you can't really fix a problem until it's addressed. You know, and we do need to start this conversation we should have started it a long time ago, but let's have this conversation and figure out solutions because Puerto Rico needs our help. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think people, people probably discount um, just somebody, you know, reposting or sharing something, <laughs> you know, on, on social media. And it's like, things like that actually help because oh, they actually are it's an pretty amazing. On more people. And so, you know, uh, I, like anyway, like even if it feels like you're being half-assed, like I tell people like, no, just if that's all you're going to do, do that because that's still helpful. Yeah, you like, never know who it's going to reach. So, yeah, you know. agreed. Everything helps. Yep. Yeah. I think about stuff like that because I, I mean, part of like the, the point of like this podcast is to, to tell, you know, talk to people and show them like, you know, if you just, you know, grind and like work really hard, you can do it. Like you can follow and pursue things that you want to do and also in some cases that's not possible for some people too like that's a privilege like that even yeah. even even like where we are like that's still a privilege and I you know I tell people I'm like yeah like I was I grew up in a house where the, you know maybe the carpet wasn't everywhere that it should have been like there's holes in it and 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 it was a small like tiny tiny home for seven people and crowbar marks on the doors things like that but it's I still that I still have had the ability to be able to to if I work my ass off I could I could I, I'd be fine and some people even if they work their ass off they're not and and I think that it's super important to be cognitive of that and and that's where we should be focusing energy politically it's like to go you know everybody should have this baseline <laughs> everyone should at least have that baseline somewhere yeah and, that we should be able to afford um, to live in this country if we're working 40, 50 hours a week. But I know so many people, and unfortunately, a lot of them 
are BIPOC um, mm-hmm. that have to work two, three jobs just to make ends meet and they're barely making ends meet, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, there should be a, a raise for the minimum wage. Um, but I mean, who knows what the solution is? Uh, things are so insane after this pandemic, right? Like with it's, you know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. cost of food is ridiculous right now. The cost of labor is ridiculous. It's just, I don't really see um, a way out, but for sure people need to get paid a living wage. Yeah. Agrees. Agree. Everyone's work. Like we're working paycheck to yeah. paycheck. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Even, yeah. And some people are two weeks away from being homeless. It's, you know, and that's just a lot of people. That's why I love budget bites. I mean, it's just, I love reading comments and interacting with the people that check out the recipes because they don't know how they're going to put dinner on the table. You know, a lot of people don't really have cooking skills because they don't teach that anymore in schools. Home economics isn't a part of our school system anymore. Um, so it's great to be able to teach people a couple of techniques, uh, and show them how to manipulate, you know, some basic ingredients and make something beautiful. Because when you, when you're sitting to, down to like a hot meal that you've made and it's yummy and, you know, it's just a great feeling, um, you know, and maybe that's just the best feeling you have all day. So, uh, I love yeah. that I get to do that for people. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. I think it's great. Thank I mean, you. I think it can p- appeal to everyone, even people that don't have kids, you know, that are struggling on their own or, or whatever. I yeah, totally. Great, so. Yeah. Well, I, I think so too. Cause sometimes you, you, uh, you go shopping and you realize, man, I could have eaten out for this. And, <laughs> and now I don't have all, I have all, all this food and that's going to go to waste. I, I, Sometimes I, I mean, yeah, food waste is such a huge issue in this country as well. Did you know that if you buy five bags of groceries in this country, you're basically throwing away three of them? Is that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. it's just about teaching cooking skills and preservation skills and how to, you know, first in, first out, which if you've ever worked in a kitchen, you, you know what that means. You know, yeah. it's like the first, mm-hmm. first thing in is a first thing out because otherwise it's yeah. going to go bad, you know? And right. I, I, I don't know. It's, I, 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 think I can't do math. <laughs> what? I think instead of military, I think instead of military service, every country should have everyone work in food service at one point in their lives. <laughs> I and agree. I like they require that in some place. I'm like, I'm sorry to make better humans. You have to work in a restaurant. Yes. Either walking yeah, in a circle, do. serving food or back there. Washing 100%. Dishes I learned or... so much that way. My, I, yeah, all of that. I, working in service has changed me as a person. When I go in, I'm always kind to servers and everyone because that's, it's a hard job and customer service is, you deal with so much shit and people are assholes. And Mm -hmm. it's, if you haven't done that, I don't think, I don't know, you're a different kind of person. I think you don't understand things as much. I mean, I think it's helpful, you know, to have that experience always because it humbles you. Um, and it lets you, it gives you another look into you know, the reason why maybe your waiter is running late because <laughs> maybe they're the only one running the lunch, you know, that, that 100%. day because someone didn't show oh, yeah. up, you know what I mean? So yeah, I always tip 
really well, even if I get crappy service. Because you don't know. You don't know what their day was know. like. You have no yeah. idea. So Same. I always That's do. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. I still want, there's a couple more things like I want to, I want to touch on it because I'm, you like, you're everywhere. Like you've been on radio, you've got TV shows, you've got websites. Uh, I think. I, I remember you were also had a website for like telling you how good your food was, like the quality of food. For like oh yeah. And things like yeah. that. Uh, is, is that, is that still, sorry. And then like sometimes things can get um, going. No, and... that, that unfortunately didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's that's startup life, right? Yeah. Um, it's a big one. Yeah. Well, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. And we really, the goal was to help flip the food system upside down and make it a more equitable system, you know, so make it easy for you to be able to decipher how, um, how much quality a product has without having to, you know, do all this math and read the back of the box and figure out whatever, everything in it is, you know what I mean? Just an easy quality score, but it was just, it was, wasn't the right time i guess and it just didn't work but we tried we did try undertaking yeah 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 that's, <laughs> that's, all that's you super can important do. uh and Thank then you. Uh, and then uh the other thing too and and i try to touch on things uh, that for people that maybe are trying to do something similar you know like uh, that maybe want to they the, you see so many people with like instagram accounts where they're cooking and and doing these things but i uh, i see you interact with everyone and you're so oh. active like with like people and it's even if they're dicks <laughs> that's that, that, sometimes you'll post when you actually like really interact with somebody and like hand it to them and i like crack up um but then also uh, it's it, like uh, how much do you i, I mean obviously like you want to do that but uh, like for people that are you know maybe they're trying to build like that social media following like did you notice like uh, a huge increase like uh, uh or like slow like you're building followers and like a community really but i I just I mean I'm I'm very blessed because I had no social media presence and then I was on uh, this you know international tv show so that helps a lot <laughs> right yeah. uh, and they and Blew they we play it all the time and it lives on hulu so that is going to help me forever you know what I mean because people are constantly every day writing me about that show about MasterChef so you know that's how I built the bulk of my audience but how I maintain my audience or try to anyway is you know just by being vulnerable and sharing things that have happened to me in my life that hopefully will show them that they can make it through craziness as well. It's important to me to um, lift people up, especially women. Um, and, you know, I went through like a horrific situation. It was really bad. I like, I play it off and I laugh it off, but it was bad. And, um, but I made it through, you know, with hard work and determination, you can do pretty much anything. And I, but you can lose yourself sometimes because you're, you're so depressed and you're so so in a funk because life didn't turn out the way you wanted that you can miss you can miss the gift right you can miss mm-hmm. opportunities and that's why it's important for me to 
always, you know, try and post a little bit about my story and uh, to do things like this and, and let people know, you know, you, things do get better. Um, sometimes you just have to, you know, I, my favorite quote in the whole world is leap and the net will appear um, because that's kind of the attitude that you have to have, you know, like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think awesome. you're definitely proof of that just from reading your story and seeing everything that you've done. I think Thank you. my my most favorite like favorite moment when you were on MasterChef was I, I think his name was Ryan, but Yeah, screw that guy. <laughs> but, when, yeah. but when you got the canned crab and you kicked ass, that was just amazing. <laughs> I love that. It's so I, I didn't know. Um I thought I thought Gordon was gonna hate it. <laughs> I'm so insecure about all of, you know, but, um, but he liked it. It was amazing. I can't believe he liked it. And that actually became like one of my favorite dishes to make, you know, crab scotch egg. So so ridiculous. I love it. It was very yummy. I don't even care. I need to try it it. sometime. I feel like I would, I would be down. (laughs) That's another one of those marry me recipes because it takes forever. It's Ugh. so much work, right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it's worth it. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna try post it, that and again. I'll post. I'm gonna. You, you please post it because I will try it, and then I'll repost how bad it came out. Because <laughs> you For couldn't me, do, do it. it. I have no ego, no nothing. It'll be bad, but I will eat it. But there'll be you no know, You could maybe pull it off. You could kill you it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. You never know. No, no, Faith. No, no. Cooking yeah. isn't hard, you know. It's it's all about knowing yeah. tricks. Yeah, I can roast vegetables a, on a tray. That you it. roast vegetables. I love roasted vegetables. Come on, who doesn't love a little caramelization? <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful thing. It um, is. You yeah. develop really I just funky, recently, deep flavors. Yeah, that's good. I just recently actually started really cooking, and I'm, I like really enjoy it now. And I never did when I was younger. My mom and my stepdad had a restaurant. My mom's like always been an amazing chef, but it just, I guess it was just lost on me. I wasn't, I didn't see the enjoyment in it. And just kind of recently I started just experimenting with things and buying stuff and seasonings. And I actually really love it. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'm yeah, no Monte Carlo, I mean, but. <laughs> I'm sure you're amazing. Uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> Yeah, I found the meaning of life on the cutting board, you know, I did. I mean, I was doing radio and comedy for many years, and I thought that was going to be what I was going to do, period, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, I would have never guessed that I would have ended up cooking for a living ever, you know. Um, But when I I left MasterChef, uh, I I started doing radio again, but the, the kitchen kept calling me, you know, it just kept. I just wanted to create uh, something beautiful instead of spending, you know, four or five, six hours a day making fun of Justin Bieber. Do you know what I mean? I, I wanted to do something um, that made a difference. And so um, yeah. I, I started cooking in kitchens all over LA and catering and, you know, the hustle. And then one thing led to another and, and here I am. But it's all about Pinking out. I mean, can I just tell you? So I have. I know this is going to sound so hippy dippy, but um, I have a vision board, <laughs> and I, I had a little like 
little nervous breakdown like three days ago because I, I, I have like things that I've had for like 20 years on, pinned on that board, you know? And I, I had um, a little card that said the name of my book that I wanted to write. And I, I you know, I've just been signed by Simon Element, Simon & Schuster, uh, like a part of Simon & Schuster to write my book. Um, and it, it's just crazy. I'm looking at all these people that I wanted to work with whose pictures I cut out and I've worked with all of them. <laughs> that's like, so that's amazing. amazing. It's Cheers crazy. That's so rad. But I, I mean, that's but so that's cool. And not even, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just like, you know, you can't, if you focus yeah. yourself, you know, and, and you don't have to have a vision board or anything like that. I'm just saying, but if you focus yourself and really, like really focus on what it is that you want out of your life and just go for it, yeah. I guarantee you, you'll make it. That's amazing. I mean, That's if I can it. do it's it, manifesting please. it. I, I can't even do Common Core. Yeah. Like I can't do Common Core math. I, I, I like look at how I talk. <laughs> I mean, but that's I'm exactly what I curse every other word. No, no. Yeah. I, I was actually, you haven't cursed enough for this podcast because we allow it and we, <laughs> we encourage love, it. We love cursing. But yeah, it's fucking rad. Um, what, speaking of common core, I'm, we have a math problem. No, I'm just kidding. But parenting. Oh through, <laughs> yeah. Like, please no. Yeah. Parent, parenting and juggling this, like organizing all of this diverse like business and parenting and um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just everything. Sorry. I call it tending the farm because it's, it's always everything. But yeah. Um, how do, how do you do that? Do you have routines? Are you like, do you wake up and you meditate and read three books and no, then like, I don't. I mean, I, I basically work every day. I don't take days off um, at all. And um, I just work every day. Um, my, I live in that. I just moved to Nashville. So danger is still in LA with their dad uh, because they, you know, I'm not going to uproot my child from where they've been for, you know, 13 years um, because I got a job, right? Um, so, um, for me, it's, it's been a little bit different, you know, it was really hard when I was in LA because obviously I have my, my kid and you're rushing off to school. And then sometimes you have to take your kid to auditions or, you know what I mean? It's a, it was a lot of work, but, um, here in Nashville, it's really more about staying focused because I'm doing so many things at the same time and, and understanding that maybe this is what's meant to be, you know, and uh, maybe this is what's best for danger because I've never seen danger happier. Um, you know, it, I don't know what it, it's like for a kid to have to go between two homes. I don't know what that's like. I, I grew up with, you yeah. know, my, my grandparents, um, but I, it was really hard on danger and, and danger is trans. So they are going through, you know, all of that journey and the emotions that that brings. And I just didn't feel like Tennessee would be the best place for danger. And I think yeah. I made the right decision. I miss them terribly. And yeah. we FaceTime. <laughs> he's, he's starting to ignore them. They're, they're starting to oh. ignore my FaceTime calls, like, um, which no, is not cool. How, how old is, how old <laughs> yeah, is it's danger not now? cool. <laughs> 13. I can't believe I've kept 13. someone alive oh, for 13 God. years. Like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter, um, my daughter's 10 and she bounces 
from house to house. And my hardest thing was realizing that when she was with me, that I didn't need to suffocate her with my attention. <laughs> like, it was like, oh no, yeah. you know, like, cause you feel like, oh, I got to make up for this time. Make and up for the time. Yeah. You have to yeah. like do that. And then, and you don't give them space. And now, it, you know, like I, we, it's 50, 50, which is really lucky, lucky for me. And, um, but I, she gets to hang out with her cousins. She hangs out and has her friends over. And then, you know, maybe like Sunday night before, before she goes back to school, she's like, dad, can we hang out? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Cute. You know who I am. All right, cool. <laughs> but it's like painful not to suffocate them with like, I know. And when she gets a little older, it's going to get worse, bro. They're not going to leave their room. <laughs> I, know. God, I don't, I, know, I, know. I don't, I don't know what I, I don't understand what danger is saying to me. I try, but I, I, he, they talk video games and they're a gamer and I don't mm-hmm. know any of these things. Yeah. And they're all about <laughs> Pokemon. And I don't understand any of that either. I try, uh-huh. but Oh, and then they they tried to get me to play a video game with them. But have you played a fucking video game? Like when I was coming up, it was like a joystick and two buttons or one button. Yeah, like Super Nintendo. Thank you, bro. And then, and (laughs) this has like, I made, I made them count the buttons. It was like 16 Mm -hmm. buttons. I'm like, how, I I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm -mm. We can play Connect 4. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's talking to each other online and then they're also watching a video of somebody else playing the game. Yes. Um, it's bananas. I don't, I don't get any of it. I, I don't get any of it. I, I used to make fun of that until I realized I watched like cooking shows and like people buying houses on TV. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the same shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's the same shit. I'm like, what are you doing watching people play video games? That's boring. It's aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh gosh. My gosh. This yeah. is rad. Uh, I we, I I feel like we want to keep you talking for like ever, but we oh, don't want to. We don't want to annoy you. We don't want to. But I do me. have a question. Yeah. Yes. Okay. One question though, if you had one recipe that everyone should know how to make, what do you think it is? That's a great question. Um, it wouldn't be a recipe as much as it would be an ingredient. And um, okay. I feel like everyone should know all the things that they can do with an egg, you know, because mm-hmm. eggs are so versatile and can do so much and are a building block and a foundation of so many recipes. And if you know how mm-hmm. to manipulate an egg, um, how weird was that sentence? Um, you can manipulate <laughs> if you know how to anyone. manipulate an egg, <laughs> yeah. you, you really, you know, you can really do some, some great things. I mean, you can go savory, you can go sweet, you can make all sorts of creams. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, so far. The egg. It's all about the egg. That's okay. That's what interesting. That it's all about the egg. edible egg. Damn. Okay. I also I did mean, learn I guess that how to make... That... Go ahead. Oh, I said I learned how to make um, sour cream from you, too. Hey, it's so easy, right? Two ingredients. And I was like, what? I had no idea. It's so easy. And it's, uh, Did not know. Yeah. So heavy, it's heavy whip. Yeah. It's heavy heavy, whipping cream. It's heavy whipping cream and an acid. And vinegar. Yeah. So you can do vinegar, lemon juice. Um, You could even try buttermilk. But it's so cheesy easy to do and 
you know, I don't know what happens with your sour cream. I, I buy a tub of sour cream just to use like two tablespoons of it and to watch the rest of it grow mold. Like that's what yes, happens. Same. You know what I mean? Every so, time. Yeah. Every time. So if I can make it in small batches, I mean, mm -hmm. like that to me is yeah. another one of those ingredients you should always have is heavy cream. Always. Because yeah. you can do, you can do so much with it. You can add it to canned soups uh, to cut that metal taste um, mm. and to add some body and richness. I mean, you can whip okay. it. You can, I mean, there's so much you can do with heavy cream. I love, I Egg always have heavy cream. And heavy whipping cream. Maybe I've been doing right? this. <laughs> yes. Like if I reheat a pasta sauce, <laughs> I put in like butter and a little bit of butter. And it looks yes. Like, but I bet if I did heavy whip. Yeah. That's actually a French cream, technique. It's a, it's actually a French technique. I mean, because when, when you mount something with butter, which is the, what the technique is, is in, you know, the, the translation is it's you mounting the sauce with butter. Um, you're, you're pulling everything together uh, with the fat, right? That fat becomes kind of an emulsifier and, and it pulls everything together and it, it makes it creamy and luscious and gives it gloss mm. and shine. You got to, that's another one, salted butter for the win every day of the week. Mm-mm-mm. But freeze? Do you always yeah. freeze? You should always freeze your always butter. Always freeze your butter. No, or is that's that just, just in baking. certain certain cases? If you're gonna bake, if you're gonna bake with um, anything, you know that is gonna have a that you want to be tender, like a muffin or cornbread or a pie crust. You should keep your ingredients as cold as possible, mm. and you should not, you know, t manipulate them the least amount that you can. Do you know what I mean? Like keep your hands out of it. Don't mix it too much because that develops uh, gluten strands, which you want when you're making bread, which is why you need bread, right? Um, but you don't want when you're making pie crust because you don't you don't want that, you know, you don't want that chewiness. Yeah. So it depends really on the results. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about freezing butter, and if we oh yeah, to, oh yeah, you're good. But, yeah, so you should have yeah, you should um, when you freeze your butter, you just grate it in, and it's like the perfect exact size that you need for okay. a pie. I mean, it's just freeze your butter and don't touch it. Okay, freeze it. Yeah, don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Okay, and never yeah. skip dessert. Actually, right? never skip dessert. No, dessert first <laughs> always. I mean, that's dessert for real. First. That's a real thing that. that I do. That's a way to live. That's the way to live. Okay, so yeah. let's let's recap. So you when is it, you're working on a book, and that's gonna yeah. come. Twenty twenty four. It's called Spanglish, and um, it's uh, ten chapters, ten essays uh, about my life, sort of, um, and how food shaped my bicultural upbringing. Because it, you know, I'm. It, it, you know, when I'm in Puerto Rico, I'm not Puerto Rican enough. And when I'm on the mainland, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not, you know, <laughs> American enough. So it's, it, it, you kind of end up yeah. walking between two worlds, um, but food can pull them together, you know? And so mm -hmm. I have a hundred recipes that I'm working on that are traditional Puerto Rican ingredients um, that I put into, um, you know, mainland favorites. Like I do a, a meatloaf with picadillo or I make a sweet plantain ice cream. I mean, there's just, wow. um, you know, I won't give away too much, but I, I'm, yeah. they're very interesting recipes and um, I'm excited to, to get it all done and put it out there. 
Because I feel like there's so (laughs) many people are bicultural, right? There's so many people that are, that will relate Um, to that, I feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my name is Ramon. <laughs> like, look, I was when I was in kindergarten, I I showed up for school, and they're calling the roster out, and the teacher looked at me and went, "You're not Ramon," <laughs> and literally changed my name to Raymond in wow. there, and uh, and so I See? couldn't handle it. And so everyone calls me Ray, and because I didn't like, I was like, "No, my name's not Raymond," and but we're so pale in my family, but I didn't know my dad's side, and so I only know my Mexican family, like really. And you grow up not being Mexican, but, you know, not not being really white because you don't really relate. Yeah, that's exactly. I just yeah, I I don't hear all their racist jokes. (laughs) Yeah, you do, because you you blend, you pass, you know, that happens to me all the time, bro. I pass, but I'm not white. You know what I mean? I I got into an argument about this a few months ago with a friend. because you don't have to actually have dark skin (laughs) to be a person of color you know um we puerto ricans come in every shade and it's not just about the color of your skin it's also about systematic oppression you know i i don't know how you grew up but i grew up in a very poor neighborhood my mom cleaned houses you know like she wasn't given many opportunities because she had an accent and she had very dark skin um Mm -hmm. so it's you know, it's more about that. Yeah. I mean, mom had a landscaping company. She bartended at night and then had a paper route at 3 a.m. And so see? sometimes it, single moms, bro, or in the back of like a van, we had a van. <laughs> and so we were stoked to help. Like, we didn't know anything. It was like, we get to be up in the middle of the night. Mom's chucking like she was this woman with a Sunday paper could go over the truck up to like two level balconies and like hit it she had skills like the woman did not graduate high school but her her physics and geometry was just on point but (laughs) i love that man we knew we got donuts (laughs) we knew we got donuts you know it's like okay well we're gonna roll with mom we're gonna fold papers and rubber band them in the back of the van and we're gonna get donuts (laughs) like but that's balls out i mean can you imagine with your kid right now being like hey we're gonna get you up at three in the morning like do you know what i mean that's that that's like your mom is boss Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah she's she really really is she really is women rule women do rule pretty badass people maybe one day we'll get paid equally it'll be a great day yeah that would be really nice. If we ever get paid for this, I'll make sure you make 5% more. <laughs> but you're buying the dinners. Okay. Yeah. Deal. documented now. <laughs> I may edit it out. I get 5%. You heard it. More. No, not ownership pay. It's oh. different. It's different. It's different. Publishing. I don't know. I don't think 5%. I'll ever pay for this. No. It doesn't matter. 5% more. Not no. 5% total. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Good. is one thing you cannot live without? Yeah. That is that is one question I have. Coffee. With one thing. Coffee. I I, yes. I literally spent most of my day drinking coffee. I, I that's yeah. I I've started drinking coffee when I was three years old. Um, that's how when we you were that's how we roll in Puerto Rico. Damn. Yeah, I don't even know. When I think back on my grandmother, you know, I'm a twin, so I I have my brother and me, and you know, two like five year olds. And she's handing us coffee with milk in it and sugar. And I can't even imagine, you know, but 
and doing that now, right? To, can you imagine yeah, but, the but people insanity give their kids that would ensue if you had no. sugar and caffeine in your in your five year olds? There's no way, dude. Jeez. I mean, but she no, she did. Off the walls. She was all about it. But you know, also we grew up on a farm, so she would just be like, "Get out, <laughs> go, <run. laughs> go play, yeah, <laughs> yeah. run it out, yeah." That's that direction. Amazing. I have to agree with you though. Like that's kind of my ritual in the morning. I look forward to that. I, I, my dog and me having coffee in the morning. That's uh, yeah, that's, totally. That's, that's, that's do you what kind of co- do you have a coffee machine or a French press or? I'm embarrassed to say that. Tell her. I just have a Keurig because it's convenient and I have a small place. But I, he's got a really nice Breville. Uh, machine that I really want to buy so I might I might have to do that because I love it so much but it's just so convenient for me to just pop a little thing in there and go yeah but damn it I, I have want a, one <laughs> I have a hidden espresso I don't know I, I do that I've got I've got a little espresso yeah, machine and it's so just nice Ameri- Americanos all day but there's yeah. a secret espresso that I have hidden oh. near the room when I'm feeling super lazy I'm just <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's Dude. nice what do you do what oh, do you do I have a french press and so I French press is great yeah I mean I love it I used to just have a coffee machine but then once I started using a French I started using a French press in MasterChef because we Mm. they would put us in these hotels I was broke and they wanted to charge me like eight bucks for a cup of coffee I was like no dude stir in water (laughs) no exactly and they took us to Starbucks and I bought like a French press and coffee and I was like I'm making this myself and it was the best it's better. Mm-hmm. It's actually it better. Is. It tastes better. I know. I have a French press. I've just been lazy and have not used it. But I'm going to be inspired by you and start using it French again. French press it. Because it really does water. taste better. It does. I know. Yeah. I'll stop being lazy. Coffee for the win. <laughs> What's on the uh, list? Well, thank Coffee, you so much. salted butter, eggs, mm-hmm. and heavy Ooh. cream. That's yeah. hilarious. Heavy frozen, cream. Frozen butter. That's it. Coffee. Okay. A cheese grater for your frozen butter. Um, what's your favorite cocktail? We use so if you were in person, we would be having a cocktail with you. We do. Right we now. usually oh, have like a cheers and stuff. Right so now. we're oh, on cute. mimosas today. It's brunch, but oh, you know nice. it's brunch Sunday. Yeah. But what is your go-to cocktail? I mean, I don't really drink much, um, but um, ah, I like if vodka you tonic. Yeah, like I do a okay. vodka tonic with lime, and I've recently started getting into scotch, mm, like a yeah, Lafroig, really you know, good with mm-hmm. meat. Oh, yeah, that's a nice. that's a crazy flavor. You go for Lafroig? Yeah, that's I cool. like that peatiness. That's, that's ballsy. That's mm. nice. It's it's, yeah, it's like licking a tree. It is a <laughs> lot. A it's, it's powerful. <laughs> but you know what helps is you sip it. You sippy sip it. You know what I mean? You're not pounding yeah. it because vodka yeah. tonics. Like you, you can, take your time. You can pound yeah. the vodka tonic. And it's like refreshing, you know, but before you got to take your time with it. Otherwise it's going to hurt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. I've never tried it, but I can yeah. only imagine. I'll have to try that. Yeah, yeah. It's like we have this tequila over here. Uh, sorry. And in, in, in our bar and it's, it was like this really expensive tequila, but it's too easy to drink. Like you can't. You well, can't it's a very it. sweet. It's really yeah. good though. Can't really but dangerous. yeah. It's, it that's that's dangerous. when things get tricky. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> things take a turn. <laughs> Thank you again so much. Yes. Let's cheers to Monte Carlo. Thanks. Please. I know you don't have anything cheers. to cheers, Thank but you. we'll hey. cheers for you. Thank you so much. We really cheers. appreciate it.
Thank you can guys for having me. Can we talk to you again after me. your book or before the book? Yeah. Can we talk yeah. to you again in yeah, a, in a while that. after that the book? Time. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. I would love that. Okay. Cool. Yay. Cool beans, right. guys. Have Thank a great rest of your so day. Much. Thank you for this. Thank you. You Have too. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Bye.